Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. Our guest today is Colton Griffin. He is CEO of Flourish Software. We're going to talk about the world of cannabis, the world of supply chain, about operations, really kind of understanding what do we need to really make this industry, this market really work. I think we're at the point in cannabis where we're getting a little more sophisticated. You know, the the markets are evolving. We're starting to see the need for various kind of players to come in and help organize this industry. So we really have, you know, a reliable, predictable supply chain. We can get product to market. We can create product, get it into the hands of patients and consumers. And Flourish is, is one of these companies that really kind of is in this space and helping figure this out. So we're going to talk with Colton about uh, his experience here, what they've developed, what they're learning, uh, and where the industry is going. So with that, Colton, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Bruce. It's great to talk. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So before we dive into everything going on Flourish today, let's skip background. How did you get into software? How did you get into cannabis? Give us the backstory. Yeah, I, I have an industrial engineering degree from University of Tennessee and started my career in Atlanta at this intersection of supply chain software, data analytics, and operations. So uh, I cut my teeth in the software world at a very large software company 
um, that focused on warehouse management and order management and you know supply best of breed supply chain software. Uh, I went in-house at a large Fortune 500 company, built a lot of capabilities for them to manage uh, the reporting analytics on top of their supply chain systems, mm-hmm. uh, own that end to end. And then in 2017, me and the founding team sort of fell into cannabis uh, when we we met some folks in the industry and realized there was a huge gap in the software, specifically the non-point-of-sale software for cultivation, manufacturing, distribution and you know, this industry was was set up to explode as we've seen over the last you know what almost five years and uh and so we jumped in and and decided that we could apply our skill set and our knowledge from operating you know large sophisticated supply chain systems and software uh, outside of the industry uh we should we could apply a lot of that to the industry and then collaborate with the industry to build something that was very tailored and focused specific to this vertical to to make it all work. And uh, I like your opening line there because that, uh, that is definitely, you know, a, a, a line that I use a lot. It's just trying to make all this work in this fragmented, chaotic, yeah. you know, ever very dynamic supply chain uh, that we live in. Uh, it's been, been really re- rewarding getting this product built and, and deployed across the country. Yeah. I, I'm always curious, folks coming outside of cannabis. I think, you know, we see things we've learned in other markets, you know, models, technologies, systems, solutions, and it's kind of like, oh, well, well, you know, this should work in cannabis too. And then you get in there and you're like, this doesn't work in cannabis. <laughs> like what are the, what are some of the things that you kind of assumed you could apply or, you know, transfer into cannabis that, you know, that worked. And then some of the ones that like didn't work that you were just like, oh, wow, this is just a different beast when you, when you're dealing with the cannabis market. Yeah. You know, businesses, need to move product through the facilities and facility facility across every vertical and you know the fundamentals around labeling and invoicing and and having you know eyes on on what's happening are pretty transferable the devil's in the details you know and i think that one of the things that i never would have anticipated being as chaotic and challenging as it is is the state track and trace systems in this industry I'm used to working, you know, previously in my career with, you know, large Fortune 500, you know, companies and systems processing billions of dollars in transactions and, you know, and, and sometimes those interface or often they're interfacing with, with various systems, sometimes trading partners or sometimes just within an organization. And there's a level of change management that's pretty well established in IT around, you know, communication and coding standards and just how you roll things out. and the in in cannabis it's just it's just like we forgot all that and so you know we see changes in the track and trace system and deficiencies in the API and gaps in the processes like in every market we work with work in and like a very very challenging it's very challenging with the what's like the sometimes complete lack of communication and lack of like process that's followed um, for something that's, you know, that's billed as being so critical to making this whole industry work, that being the, the track and trace systems and, mm-hmm. you know, the accountability of it. So that's that's probably been the most surprising thing coming in here. A lot of the feature sets just have to be tuned and aligned with, you know, with nuances for the industry. But it's um, but that, that was one thing I didn't anticipate when we started this business. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess, where do you see the cannabis market? I mean, on the one hand, you know, it's this booming market. Everyone's, you know, clocking these pretty big numbers on a state level now. And, you know, on the other hand, it's kind of small, right? Like where where do you see the market having really evolved and where do you see it as still being kind of early stage? You know, 
if you read certain headlines, you think it's really mature and late stage and, you know, and we're all here. But in reality, I'd say that we're no longer an infant as an industry. We're more like a toddler. So we're walking. We're not running necessarily. We're a little wobbly, mm-hmm. right? We finally see some public companies making money. We see, you know, operators across the country have been making money in this industry, um, depending on the market they're in and what they're doing, you know, for a while. Uh, I think we do see maturity happening. But I would posit that the biggest players in this market are still being formed. Uh, the market has not been won by anybody, and that even the biggest players currently in the market have a lot of work to do uh, behind the scenes to really grow and mature to reflect, you know, what they're producing um, and and what they're doing. So I I don't know the. The cannabis is one day you're feeling like you're late to the game. The next day you feeling like you're really early. Uh, and that, and, you know, I'd like to say that's changed since we got into this, but it, but it really hasn't, you know, it's a hurry up and wait game. It's a long-term play for my, for my view. It's, this is transformational to everything we do. Cannabis is transforming. That's why I'm passionate about this industry and passionate about being in this industry is transforming, you know, recreation and medicine and social norms and, challenging lots of uh, lots of things that have been in place for the last hundred years and um, and hemp has this opportunity to disrupt and 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 transform mega industries and so like I, I look at cannabis as like you know a, a long-term play this is not a short-term game and um, it's exciting to see where that is going long term um, and that the book is not written yet so yeah. I don't I don't think it's appropriate to say like small operators can't survive or it's only going to be it's all going to be consolidated or you know, it's up at this point because, you know, like th- we're creating this industry still. Yeah. So let's dig into exactly what you do with Flourish. So give us an outline of how you play in the market. What does your solution look like? What problems does it solve for people in the industry? Give us a kind of layout of the business. Yeah. So we, I would say bread and butter for us is around manufacturing and distribution. We have a really, really nice cultivation module to track cultivation operations through the process. And we have a, a great POS. Our, our point of sale is really for enterprise customers with multiple stores and ones that are vertically integrated. We're also partnering with other point of sale companies to, you know, to play well with them. At the end of the day, what the core of what we're doing is 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 managing inventory through every point in the supply chain, uh, helping people fulfill orders and, and sell, and helping them understand how the business is performing, where the costs are at, where the costs are accumulating, you know, and, and, and how to be competitive on that on that front. And then, you know, the foundation is, is all around the compliance. So checking the box for the, the state to, to make sure people are, are compliant and, you know, with, with whatever their state regulations are. So we're, um, some people, it's really simple. Like we're helping them label, label inventory and invoice and other people, you know, we're really doing a full assemblies and extractions and looking at full costing. You know, we have folks that have half dozen or more licenses across sometimes multiple states and multiple geographies, even within the same state. So having that single point of truth and that consolidated management around it is, you know, there's a lot of the stuff people are coming to us to, to get off of spreadsheets and into something more formal. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, I guess, who have you seen the most traction with? If you look at kind of states or types of operators, or what have you noticed around patterns of people that really have leveraged this quickly and created value around it? You know, when you get to like that, like when you're making a couple million dollars or more in revenue, like software, you know, really becomes critical, right? The volumes are picking up, the staff is increasing. You know, at that point, you know, we see a ton of value. 
on the earlier stage, the value is when the price reflects it is a little smaller because, you know, it's just a small operation, right? If you're filling a couple people and you need the system in place, but, and to do all the same stuff, but you know, the value prop increases, the bigger the company is. So we've, um, you know, we played in about 17 markets across the country, I think about 13 for cannabis and the rest are, are hemp clients. You know, our customers range from some small single license you know, five, 10 person operations that, you know, that use the software, you know, every day just to get their job done to large multi-million dollar multi-state operators. Uh, Parallel Brands is one of our, uh, was one of our mm-hmm. first customers and has grown with us over the years. It's been incredible to support that business and see that grow. And when we're, we're you're deployed across like 45 stores and a bunch of distribution points and, you know, a half million square feet of, of cultivation and big manufacturing plant. Like it's, that's a real beast of a, of a business to manage. And, you know, for a company like that, like we're, we are just making it all work, right? Visibility, accountability, reporting, removing data entry, codifying what's on spreadsheets, like into software. So there's audibility, give trust to, you know, to the data, make sure that, you know, auditors can come in and, you know, and, and have confidence in the numbers, uh, allow, you know, our customers to raise more money and, and to, to go public if they want to be public or go public. It's, it's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. And where have you found traction or, or how have you dealt with this kind of state by state market issue, right? Every state's kind of its own world. They have, you know, slightly different regulations. The industry setup is different in terms of kind of the structure, obviously different maturity levels. Like what, what's your, I guess, take on kind of the state-by-state market at this point? Oh, yeah. We've seen it all, I feel like. (laughs) Sometimes we'll find something new. But, um, you know, we our first three clients were in three different states. So our underlining architecture of the application matters a lot, you know, as you you want to scale, right? As we go to, you know, processing hundreds of millions of dollars of transactions through this, like you, you know, like the decisions we made when we built the software, you know, they show. So we've always taken an approach of building an application to configure to the state markets and to configure to our clients' operations mm-hmm. and where at all possible to not force our customers to conform to us. So it's a lot of it's a lot of engineering. There's a lot of depth behind the screen. There's a lot of code written to manage the state by state requirements. But you know, every state we go into, we typically go into with a with you know a solid operator, and then we we really partner with them to make sure we're covering the bases for any nuance, and we'll do that you know with a really hands-on method for the first couple, and then you know we've written the playbook, we've written the, we've written the documentation, we've coded the application, and you know we're experienced in doing it, and then we can just run. So you know we're we're really thoughtful about that, and we we monitor all the various state changes and, and we rely on customers to also pass that information back to us. Sometimes we don't get it. And so um, it's a lot, it's a lot to manage, but, you know, I think we've done it really, really well. And it's about just around configuration and it's around building, building software that has some forethought to it. So kudos to the engineering team for, for yeah. doing it. I love rolling up my sleeves and getting into it. And, uh, you know, we're very much at the core of what we do in Flourish, like, a product focused company, product and service. Like we're really focused on making our customers successful, going deep, capturing the business processes, revisiting them, iterating, and being being the best product on the on the market for this vertical. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors. And now back to our program. And what have been some of the kind of growth challenges? I mean, you mentioned engineering team. Like how how have you? Like what kind of team, what kind of organization have you had to stand up behind this and what have been the kind of the growth points around that? 
Yeah, when you know your biggest client wants to roll out forty stores, you know, in a year, mm-hmm. you're like that makes you jump pretty high. Uh, we have one of our big distribution clients in Oregon who, you know, like I believe more than doubled in a year, and came in after like a failed ERP implementation and some other tries with some other software and worked with them, and you know they've like like just grown tremendously on the platform, a lot of like close collaboration on in the engineering side to make, make sure that works and that's available to everybody. I think the most challenging thing over the last couple of years has been, if I think about like a year ago in February when metric just went down for a week in, in, mm-hmm. in California, created a lot of heartburn. You know, our customers rely on us to ship orders and invoice and do all this stuff. And it, you know, like incredible management engineering took place to like queue everything up. And then when it came up, like rethink it. So we've had some of those bumps you know, I think as just some technical challenges, you know, COVID was, we've always been semi-remote. We're fully remote now. So, you know, with COVID, we, you know, we downsized a little bit to make sure we were controlling our costs. We went fully remote. We worked through a bunch of process changes to make sure that was all successful. We've continuously tuned that, um, you know, it's been successful, but I definitely threw, you know, there's nothing, everyone had, had various challenges around that. And, um, Every day is a new challenge. It's uh, it's cannabis. So, um, you know, I think we all we all know how to wake up every morning and fight fires. <laughs> so, and you know, like how we do that is we have just a good culture of teamwork. You know, we have good communication plans internally. We have really good systems and proactive monitoring in place. And you know, we rise to the occasion and get it done. I mean, at the end of the day, our clients, you know, depend on us to to make it all work and, you know, and to run their businesses. And we don't take that lightly. We've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in security and infrastructure and, you know, and, and the tools to, to make sure we're able to meet the mark and, you know, do the right thing by our client base. Yeah. And how, in terms of taking on investment and capital, I mean, how have you funded the development? What has that been like? Yeah. You know, funding in this space is, is, like its own own set of challenges, you know, the investor pool is, is bigger than it was early on, but it's still still a lot of capital on the sidelines. So, you know, we raised we raised some some investment early on in 2018. Uh, we raised a real like a formal seed round in 2019, and we've um, extended some of that financing since then just to make sure we had capital in in the company to, to execute. We're going through a Series A raise right now, so I'm um, working through the motions on walking in the lead investor, and you know we have a, a good amount, you know, interested in, in in participating in this round, and you know I'm really excited about getting this thing done. It's a slog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that anybody that's tried to raise capital understands it's a huge process, and if you try to do it in cannabis, you know there's there's just like a, additional hurdles to walk through. It's uh it's not easy, but, you know, we've done a lot and we've done a lot with what we've raised, right? Like we've, I look at the product we built and what we've moved and, you know, I look at companies that have raised four times or more than us. And I look at the tech that we built and they built and like, I just like huge props to the team that's that at Flourish that's, that's done it. I mean, cause we've built and done a ton on a relatively little amount of uh, investment and ran the company really lean. And, you know, it's, like we're you know kind of who we are like we're we're yeah. we're not we're not dropping tons of money on marketing all the time and you know we're really investing in in servicing the customer and creating those deep relationships with operators to help them be competitive long longer long, over the long term and you know it's paid off i think and you know and creating good a good customer base yeah I'm curious how you've had to kind of evolve, grow yourself just as a leader in this, you know, going from 
kind of rolling up your sleeves and, you know, looking at the real tech and, and figuring out how the product was going to work to building out the team to fundraising. I mean, those are all pretty different roles and kind of perspectives. I mean, how, how have you kind of uh, had to kind of shift, evolve, transform yourself as the business has grown? Oh, believe me, lots, um, lots of uh, self-improvement. Uh, I feel like it's, you know, it, I mean, like it's core to me for everybody at the company, including myself, to be progressing in our careers and our skill sets and, you know, and, and building an environment in which we're able to to learn and grow and, and, and be better every single day. So, you know, I, I think back over the years of, of all the lessons we've learned around, you know, HR and how to hire and how to fire and, you know, um, you know, what management styles work and what haven't and, you know, how to build the culture and how to talk about the culture. And, you know, it's a lot. Like I, I wear a lot of hats. Um, I try to give as way as much as I can to the team. Uh, big focus on just making sure we, we hire right and, you know, trust the employees and let them, let them do what they want to do or what, what they're hired to do. And, um, you know, and then just build in the right ways to, to foster that and, and, uh, respond if something goes awry. I've had good mentors. I've been fortunate to, to have folks in the network to bounce, bounce things off, talk things through and, uh, you know, I feel like I've, I've grown a lot from management skills, from, you know, understanding how the org has to work and, and growing this. It's, it, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. Always is. And where have you seen the, I guess, where have you had the most kind of success traction? Like if you kind of look at the market and, you know, where, where you've been able to really kind of create value, where is that? And, and why is that? What's your kind of analysis of, of where the need is? Yeah. So, you know, one of the key things that, that we're able to do is, is really tie systems together. And so we find customers that have, that want a single point of truth to run their business, that want to sell on marketplaces or their own e-commerce site that use, you know, like QuickBooks or something for finance that, that want to be data driven in monitoring the business and want to have controls over the business. Like we've just been really, really successful with, uh, we have an amazing API and webhook engine. We've had folks build against it. You know, I've had clients build all sorts of tools against our API, uh, those that have the resources to do that. And, you know, we, you know, I'd, I'd say that we're, we've had lots of traction with those distribution and manufacturing clients that have a lot of complex inventory and fulfillment needs and are growing and, and needing to keep up with it. And I'd say that's probably the, the, like one bright star of the, the customer base. And, um, you know, like we don't, we don't go to market with our retail because you know, it's just really built for like the certain customer profile and we like to get things right when we deploy it. But I will say like, you know, we have a, an amazing point of sale in Florida. We're able to dispense against the state track and trace for the patient side, which is like essentially looks like a pharmacy. So we, we auto dispense. It saves like unknown thousands of dollars, you know, and, and all the double entry, um, you know, for, you know, the second largest player in the state. Yeah. And it's been really incredible to see, see like what I would consider like an enterprise deployment, like really work and that work across state lines and work deep for a customer that's grown significantly. I mean, I remember when I just remember when all of our clients were small and, you know, and now they've, a lot of them have doubled and tripled or 10 X on the platform. And it, and it's cool seeing, you know, year over year, we implement new things and we implement new feature sets and we, we just help them, them grow and, and get more and more out of it. And, and it's fun. Yeah. And in terms of where we're going from a kind of legal regulatory structure, you know, anything that you're keeping your eye on that you think is going to either be advantageous for you or things that might be, um, you know, problematic for you? You know, um, 
we're just, there's been some consolidation over the last year in the technology space. It's it's still like highly fragmented. You know, there's a lot of headlines. Uh, the meat is not always on the bones. On the federal side, you know, federal legalization will change the game dramatically. We're prepared for that. And I don't know when that's going to happen. I, I'm not holding my breath for it to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the reality of getting things through the political process, it, it's a long it's a long process. We already service hemp clients that, that you know, ship, ship nationally. And us proving out that our software works beyond the track and trace has been something that we've been mindful of since day one. Uh, when we started the business, we we did not intend to just skin metric and, you know, do an overlay. We wanted to build software that enabled and drove drove our customers, you know, and, and allowed them to, to run their businesses. And compliance is core, but it's not the end-all be-all. It's just, it just has to be baked in given the industry we work in. So, you know, with that mindset, like we've been, you know, we we're prepared for, for when change happens. And on the tech consolidation side, you know, I think we're prepared to, to be a player in that as well. And, um, you know, it was a reason why we invest in integrations and good data uh, hygiene and good normalization of data and, you know, and, and good cross sell opportunities, you know, with other players in the spot. Because, you know, if, if, if we look at consolidation on the technology side, you know, we're, we want to be prepared to, to make that work and a value add for everybody. Yeah. And what um, if you look out, uh, you know, over the next year or two years, what, what's on your roadmap or what are the things that you're really focused on from a strategy point of view? So, you know, we're we're really focused on connecting all the points in the supply chain. So we we we're working on some stuff that hopefully will be a little bit more visible uh, in the next few months, uh, probably in Q2, to just help drive even more connectivity between clients and between our partners and us and between operators in the space. You know, we're really working on supporting the community, kind of big picture beyond just the feature set. Like we have a huge product roadmap and, you know, we're releasing, like we release new code every other week and, you know, we're, we're doubling down on manufacturing and building some neat stuff around the distro side and a lot of stuff to connect retail up to, up the supply chain and a bunch of features that I could go on, on, on for hours on. But um, kind of beyond the software, a big thing that that's important to me as a company is is the ESG conversation. So figuring out how do we drive, you know, value and, and the sustainability, how do we support social equity and, and the social side of this of this space and how do we, you know, make sure that our customers can can prove they have good governance in place and, and it helps them raise capital and helps them acquire companies and helps them, you know, stay compliant. Right. So like that that is very, very important for us. As a company to to be talking about it, we're working on how to integrate that into the software. We're working at how to integrate that into our delivery of the software, and internally, you know, how do we just continue to improve and and be better on all those to, on those topics? So I'm I'm excited to be working on on some of that a little beyond just the features and functionality. It's more about the why behind what we're doing, yeah. uh, and um, you know, figuring out how to make technology a huge value add and and, and keep people competitive. It's it's just it's just kind of why we set out to do this. We didn't set out just to build a SaaS app. We set out to to change the paradigm and you know and, and really build something that was that's for the industry and that can drive the future of what this industry looks like and, and make it make it equitable and make it work and make it sane because you know nobody nobody got into cannabis to punch data into metric. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so 
I've, I haven't met anyone yet. Maybe there's somebody I, out there. I, I haven't met anyone yet either. And, and most people, a lot of people probably didn't get into cannabis to work with software either. They got into yeah. they love they love they love the plant and they love what yeah. it's doing and they love the brand and love their customers. Yeah. You know, and so we're aware of that and we're trying to make the software value add and make it as easy as possible to get in and out of and yeah. you know and free people up. You know, remove the data entry, like remove this insane like hoops people jump through and people put up with a lot of pain. I, like operators yeah. put up with a lot, a lot of pain and they put do that for a long time. But, you know, you have to, you have to solve that. Like these have to be digitized. They have to be system systems have to talk to each other, like to be competitive and remain competitive. You can't just throw bodies at it forever. And eventually it's going to bite you and you're not, you're going to get left behind. So, you know, our mission is to make that as easy as possible and, you know, and service folks from, from the earlier stage all the way through the large, large multi-state operator billion dollar businesses, and help them grow, you know, as, as people mature. And not everyone wants to run a hundred million dollar business. Some people are fine, you know, running their own operation, and mm-hmm. and that's fine with us as well. Like we don't, you know, like we can meet the customer where they where their needs are and, and grow with them as as it makes sense. Yeah, Colton has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, more about Flourish, what's the best way to get that information? Yeah, uh, website flourishsoftware.com. Most all the socials is finally Flourish uh, handle came from some customers who were so happy to finally have our software in their hands to remove a lot of that data entry and nightmare software they were working with previously. So um, we're finally flourish on Instagram and, and Twitter. Uh, we have Facebook. I think you just Google flourish software, LinkedIn, we're active on LinkedIn, happy to connect with folks on LinkedIn. Um, try to, uh, to be an active member of the community and get good visibility on, on that platform. And, uh, and yeah, uh, love, we're, we're easy to find. I think if you search flourish, flourish software, you should see us front and center. Perfect. I'll make sure that all the links and handles and everything in the show notes, people can get that. Colton, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Hey, Bruce. Thanks so much for giving me an opportunity to to share a little bit about what we're doing and, and for chatting. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.